Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of Entertainment Evolved. This is going to be an Evolved review. I have none other than this man right here. I have been waiting since this the creation of this studio to have this man in here. Welcome back, Joe, from Suplexes and Microphones. Thank What's going you. On, I've been waiting just as long. I've, yeah, you have. It's the exact same moment in time. I saw this being built. You did. Yes, I, it's amazing. You were getting the screenshots like, oh, look what I just got in, you yep. know, putting the shelves together, all that stuff. Absolutely. So... Um, before we get into it, man, uh, you know, this is going to be the last of us episode eight. This is the, uh, penultimate episode. This is right before the finale next week. So I'm really glad we could get you squeezed in here. Um, I went to title belt pro over the weekend. Uh, we did a kind of a, <laughs> we did a very rough, uh, kind of, uh, we did an episode of the rough cut on the way back. Uh, Ace and I did. And, um, it's the rough cut. So uh, if you're on the audio platforms, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, any of that stuff, you can go listen to that. It's no, there's no production value. It's very unfiltered. Uh, it is what it is. We recorded it in the car, so you know. But we didn't just talk about title belt. Uh, we we kind of ran down what we liked from the show, and then we just kind of like went off the cuff. So it's just two nerds in a car for like two hours just you know bullshitting and, and, and recording it so. next time i'm coming with you all right yeah for sure yeah, yeah. i messed that one up yeah the on the way back uh you know it, it felt like it was a 10 minute car ride so you know that's the best right absolutely um so uh we are going to get into the last of us but we have an item right here on the shelves whenever this has kind of become a thing whenever a guest is going to come on they see that i have this item from the shelves every weekend and they're like oh what are, the, what, what are we going to talk about what are they going to have for me and um I actually let Ace pick like right before we recorded when he was on last time for Mandalorian, and um, he was like, uh, "Let me get the Guardians right here." I was like, "All right," because I knew he could talk about pretty much anything up here except for like some of the Cosmere stuff. But uh, for you, man, you weren't going to get a choice because you're like the only person that I could talk about this particular item with. That's and, sad, right? It is, and I'm I'm trying to change that so. Uh, our discussion about it is we're going to keep it mostly spoiler free because I still have hope that so many of my friends can enjoy what I consider to be the greatest show ever created. It's not what you consider. That is the greatest show it, ever it created. It just is. Game of Thrones was trying, man. It, those last two seasons, if, if they had kept the quality where it had been, I, 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 it, may, it may have some competition. But alternate reality, that's not what happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> not what happened. Downward spiral. So, talk to me about the Shield, man. What is a uh, like? What is it about this show that you think is just just puts it on another level from everything else? So, for me, uh, I didn't watch it when it debuted. I think it was two thousand two. Um, I have been in law enforcement and or private security for the past twenty plus years, and someone else in law enforcement said. What do you mean you haven't watched The Shield? <laughs> like, I mean, is it good? Go watch The Shield, Joe. And so I basically played catch up and probably played catch up with everything but the last season or two. Gotcha. And I could burn through it right now if I wanted to because the drama that they create is on another level and. To me, without the shield, there's no Breaking Bad. There's definitely no Sons of Anarchy. Right. Um, a lot of these shows that people later considered, oh, that's the best show on TV right now. This is the catalyst for all that to me. Yeah, the stuff they were able to get away with on FX. I mean, 
they they were kicking down barriers. Absolutely. Yeah. You look at like 2002 and you think about like what this show could get away with. This would be a gritty show now. I mean, you couldn't put the shield on like CBS, I mean today. Right. right. You know, and that's 20 years later. So imagine what they were doing on cable at the time. Yeah. And if I read correctly, this is FX's first original series. Right. And so they said, well, "Let's just, you know, take a bunch of risks." Yeah. And it worked. I it, mean, it's yeah. there's not any sort of well, that season was terrible. You know, and yeah. it's just constantly outdoing itself. Walton Goggins. Oh, yeah. Like. There's so many people that, like, kind of got their start from that show. He's obviously the number one. It's like, from an acting perspective, he, st- he, oh, yeah. he steals the show. You know, early on, you're just like, man, who is this pissant, you know? And then, like, as you watch it, you're just like, he's the best actor here. Um, Definitely. Uh, you know, this is kind of where he like molded his craft and everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big fan of pretty much every actor in this series that that does anything. Um, if there is a low point to it, I would say it's probably the sixth season. Um, but I mean, that's just like maybe it's just not quite up there with the other six. But it's just like so it's still tremendous. You know what I mean? It's kind of like this show where it's like the worst episode of Last of Us is. I mean, it's still good tv it's just not you know maybe up there with everything else yeah yeah i I mean let's not let's not get too carried away carried comparing last of us with the shield right yeah i'm not doing that but i understand what you're saying i mean it's um it's so good and a lot of people it's the minute you recommend this to them the first thing they say is was it like the wire yep or is it better than the wire they want a comparison to the wire from my standpoint Again, with my career background, this is a much better show. Right. The Wire is more realistic. Yeah. So if you wanted something that's a little, little, I'd say maybe maybe a little grittier, uh, you know, it was on HBO, and a little more true to life with the things that police officers and detectives deal with, the political things and things like that, watch The Wire. But then come back and watch this and enjoy it. I would definitely recommend watching The Wire first. Because if you're like us, when you go from this to The Wire, it's just like, oh my God, are they ever going to get to it? You know, because this comes right out the gate. Yes. Like, if you watch the first episode of this and don't immediately turn on the second one, it may not be for you. Like, with The Wire, though, you got to watch, like, half the first season to even begin to understand. And then when they go into season two, they're going to launch a whole other set of ideas at you. So. You know, you're almost like, did I cut on the wrong show? I mean, and again, that's more like real police work, right? It's just a slow grind. Yeah. Whereas this, uh, this is like pedal and metal from day one. This is the Blu-ray collection. This is the highest quality you can get the show in, and it took them about ten years to make this because it was originally shot on like hand cams from Best Buy. Yeah, seasons like, one and two were low budget. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even the later seasons were still like, uh, I mean. They they kept the hand cams. There's because, a lot of shaky, yeah, a lot of shaky shots for yeah, sure. Because they wanted it to feel like gritty and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as like cops, like you know, or anything right, like right, that. Right, but right. but yeah, I mean, they wanted to keep that kind of gritty feel to it, and I think it worked. Tremendously. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and at at this point, anyone that says, "Oh, well, let me go watch it," it's going to be dated. You're going to see flip phones and things like that. So right. just just understand that going in. Don't you know? Don't roll your eyes and go, "Oh, I can't relate." Just yeah, it's a 20-year-old yeah. TV show at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. But tremendous. Greatest show of all time. Easily. But 
Let's talk about uh, what I think is one of the best shows on today, uh, The Last of Us, man. So every time I have a guest on for this, we kind of talk about their history with the games. And uh, somebody that I had on before was Lauren, and and you're kind of like her in the fact that the show, that like Last of Us kind of lives and dies with the show for you, right? Yeah, I've never played the game or read the storyboards for the game or anything like that. <laughs> Strangely, my son has the game. Right. Um, but I've never watched him play it or anything like that. So I'm treating this as a standalone show. Right. And, you know, that's that's how I'm approaching it. And, you know, for me, that's different than, like, going to Marvel movies and things like that where I know the backstory. So I'm, I'm kind of enjoying not being able to go, oh, that's terrible. That's nothing like the source material. Right. So. I'm, I'm kind of in an interesting spot with this one because – I've played the games, but I think they're super overrated, and and I'm just like, you know, I don't. So I don't mind changes. As a matter of fact, uh, we've said this a bunch on the show. We get to season two. I want all the changes. I want you to basically just throw it out and, and start over. But yeah. we'll see if they do that. Uh, however, because Joe hasn't played the games, uh, if you haven't, if you only watch the TV show, you're completely safe here. There'll be no game spoilers at any point during the episode. We're not going to have like a stop where we have to give a spoiler warning or anything like that. So we will only talk about the first eight episodes of season one of Last of Us today. Um, let's dig into it, man. This episode, right off the rip, we are introduced to David. Um, what was your kind of reaction to this opening scene where he's uh, where he's preaching here? I guess my first thought was, oh boy. Mm. here comes the religious leader that gets inserted into things like this and he's using that to control people or you know manipulate people or whatever it may be so i thought okay here's our villain yeah <laughs> it's like they did a good job with this it's like you got this guy's ticket immediately you right. know you can yeah. just instantly it's like no this guy's a shitbag we don't want anything to do with this guy right don't trust this man yeah it's like oh there's the religious guy because that's one of the things we haven't seen yet. It's like in this kind of apocalyptic kind of scenario, people are going to be more desperate for answers and things like that. And you're going to kind of see these kind of cult-like people come up. Uh, we saw it in Kansas City that something similar to that, but that wasn't like a religious cult. That was more of just like a power play. Um, so we get this guy and we get uh, James, which is kind of his right-hand guy. Right. And... James is actually played by Troy Baker, who is the actual mocap and vo um, uh, voice actor for Joel in the actual games. So it was kind of cool that they got a, you know, they found a role for him in the show. And he's kind of done some interviews and said, you know, he really loves Pedro Pascal's interpretation of the character mm. because he's doing kind of, you know, similar to what like uh, the Will Smith uh, playing the genie, right? It's like. He's not trying to be Robin Williams in the same case here. Like Pedro Pascal's not here trying to to you know ape Troy Baker when he's playing the role. He's kind of putting his own spin on it, and I I think it's really worked. Yeah, speaking of that, I actually tried to look up today uh, other individuals that were you know being dreamcast for the role of Joel. Yeah, and the worst one that I saw was Mark Wahlberg. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? Please, no. I would have cut the show off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can't listen to him and be like, my daughter, like 900 times. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't do it. Anyway, I just had to insert that because we're talking about, you know, the original voice actor for the game and stuff. It would have been terrible. It would have been awful. It would have been like, 
Transformers 4, but without the robots. And that movie was already terrible with the robots in it. Yeah. So it would have been really bad. Yeah, we don't talk about Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Just the first three. That's all there is. <laughs> or, or at all for you. Are you wanna... um, yeah, I'm kind of on a they're all terrible. They're all terrible. Got it. I I think the first one I watched and I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, the action's kind of cool. Stuff like that. Have, they haven't seen anything like that on the big screen. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I liked Optimus and Megatron. But, yeah, uh, after that, you know, it just kind of kind of goes down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they they are very pretty films, I guess. We, just, we can say that. They, <laughs> they, the, 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 the graphics were really good. Um, so I got to get your opinion on this because uh, the there is a subsection of the Internet, they're wrong, that hates Bella Ramsey's interpretation of Ellie as somebody who – has not played the games at all. Like, how are you feeling about her in that role? Um, I love her in the role. Again, I got nothing to go off of. Right. Um, I think I told you maybe episode after episode three. Like, she's so annoying, <laughs> but somehow I care what she, what happens to her. Right. So clearly, she's doing her job. Right. Um, that's the character. I yeah. Mean. And see, and that's what I think that's what you told me at the time. That is her. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I love her. I think you had to point out to me I feel so dumb that she was in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I completely forgot. I, I It's just yeah. been so long since I, you know, traumatized myself by watching Game of Thrones that, you know, she was Lady... Uh, Liana Mormont. Mormont. Yeah. Mormont, yeah. Um, and was good in that. Yeah. So I don't know why I didn't piece it together. It was just a little, I guess... Well, gap in my memory there. You know, she was always wearing the giant, like, Winterfell, you know, outfit, the, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and speaking in the her British accent or whatever, her her real accent, and, like, her American accent is tremendous, so it's it's crazy to kind of see her in interviews and, and yeah. things, talking with her uh, British accent. So. Yeah. No, she's great. Yeah, so, I agree. She's, I mean, and, and in this episode, just go ahead and hand her some sort of award. Yeah. Uh, this was... Kind of her second episode where she got to kind of take the spotlight. Like, a lot of it is on Joel in the beginning. And then we get a few episodes where, you know, it's more and more Ellie. Uh, so, she goes on the hunting trip here. Uh, shoots this deer. And uh, it kind of gets away from her. And uh, I think we kind of could see it coming that they were going to run into each other. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to go hunting. She's going to go hunting. All right. She's going to run into these guys. Um, so, they find the deer. And uh, she sneaks up on him, gets the drop on him. Yeah. Uh, what What do you think about this scene? Like, uh, how do you think she handled herself, herself here? Uh, yeah, I was impressed. Um, and David was impressed as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she control she controlled the scene, and that's in a situation like that's what you have to do as right. a teenage girl, one on two. She didn't let them get an inch. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, very impressed with that. She's clearly been watching Joel make his moves. Right. But some of that had to be instinctual. Right. Yeah. I think so. Probably a combination of those two things. He's you know, he's been with her for a while now at this point, a couple of months, and so Yeah. He's been, you know, kind of teaching her and everything. So Yeah. Very impressed. Yeah. Uh so this is how kind of, you know, she ends up with the medicine. You know, she uh she gets to jump on them and uh 
David says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not talking in code here. Like, I want you to actually go back and get the medicine. He's like, right. seriously? And obviously, like, us as the viewer at this point, we don't yet know that the guy that Joel killed was from their little village or whatever. So, obviously, like, when they see the little girl there, clearly um, their, uh, you know, other members or whatever would have told them what happened, that he stabbed the guy that, that killed, uh, that they met, I can't remember his name. Alec. Alec. Uh, that stabbed Alec. So, it's like... Yeah, so, okay, now we run across this girl out here hunting by herself and she needs medicine. They've already put it together. She doesn't yeah. have a clue at this point. He's like, are you serious right now? You want me to actually go back and get the medicine for him? And clearly, like, David had ulterior motives here, which is pretty clear to everybody, I think, at, at that point, that there's something up with him. Then, uh, you know, he says, all right, well, uh, it's going to take him a couple hours to go to the village and back. And, um, so, uh, David and Ellie kind of go inside and start to have a little chat. What'd you think about this whole scene here with them by the fire? Well, it's clear that David's trying to begin to manipulate. Of course. Um, try and connect with her, try and show himself as being vulnerable and, you know, different things like that. Just, he's, he's grooming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's grooming. textbook, you yeah. know. I love the line that she dropped. She was like, you want me to join your hunger club? No. Nah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where you start to see the creepiness of the guy. Yeah. Or at least suspect it. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, Back to Alec. Um, in the beginning, Alec's daughter right. says she wants to bury her dad. Maybe we'll touch on this later, but David says we'll have to wait till spring because the, the ground is frozen, the snow built up or whatever. Yeah. What do you think that was really about? Well, I mean, clearly, like, they're going to feed him to everybody. But, uh, okay. uh, but like, there was, like, some pause there where he kind of, like, looks at James. And he's just like, James looks back at him and he's like, uh, well, the ground's, you know, Come up frozen. with something. Yeah. Yeah, the ground's frozen. We'll bury him in the spring. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And like at this point in time, we're not like, you know, the audience is not yet privy to this. Right. And that's why I said maybe we'll t- jump into it in a yeah. minute. But. When they get back to the village, um, so so they're in the conversation. James comes back. He's got the gun on her, which I was like, yeah, he's going to try something when he comes back. But David straight up was just like trying to continue to make her feel safe. He's like, we're going to make good on our word, give her the medicine, drop the gun, let her go. He has no intentions of actually letting her go, but he's going to let her think, okay, well, I ran into some people. They actually did give me this medicine. They weren't that bad, you yeah. know, trying to plant the seed. Maybe, again. yeah, maybe. Yeah, make her kind of feel safe. You know, he doesn't know that this girl's been trained by Joel, you know, so he's just like, yeah, we got a good shot of kind of manipulating her here. So uh, she leaves with it. They go back, and we get this scene where – they're uh they're back at the village and they're 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 cooking dinner and he comes up with the meat and everything and the uh the lady that's in there she's like well what is it which is a weird question <laughs> right if you can see it there you know but it's just like okay well you know that's not that it's not that crazy and he's like it's venison i'm like oh well they brought the deer back and the next thing we know we see him bringing the deer in the front right and that's when it was just like nope <laughs> like these these guys are cannibals now, yeah. 
Now, in the games, it is implied, like, uh, but it is not this heavily, like, dropped. Uh, there's a, quite a few things in this episode where in the game it's just like, this person's kind of subtly creepy, but then in the episode they're really creepy, and, you know, they kind of double down on, hey, this is what's happening here. Yeah, I think, I feel like this uh, this episode kind of rushed through some things, so I guess to make it fit, right? they had to be heavy-handed with some of the some of the things. Yeah. And I think it was maybe intentional, right? Cause it's like in the game you have hours to spend and like in the game, there's a whole scene where like Ellie and David kind of bond a little more. Cause like some infected attack them and like you and David, you're playing as Ellie, you and David have to like fend off this like zombie horde kind of mm-hmm. deal at like the infected. And so like they spend some more time doing all that. And obviously uh-huh. they cut that out of the show. I love that the show rarely actually uses the infected. Um, when they do use them, it's powerful, but it's not like, oh, this week we're going to see, like, there's not a single one in this episode, yeah. you know? And, and I, I really love that they're not just like the zombie show of the week. I love that they avoid that. Yeah. And I wondered if the cold had something to do with, right? you know, cause this is a, a plant based type of thing. Yeah. So it probably does. They probably don't do well up here right. in the winter, right. uh, which is probably by design, uh, from the show, you know, like you said, and I also think, too, that, you know, it's like, I'd rather deal with the infected than these crazy motherfuckers any day, right? Like, they're just like an animalistic kind of force, whereas, like, you know, David here is is a sick, sick person. Right. Uh, and, you know, they're feeding their, their dead to the everybody else. And I thought the dinner scene, man, was really profound because it's like, you can tell as he's looking to his kind of, like, lieutenants, they know, mm-hmm. but the everyday, like... The average riffraff, the peasants don't know. Right. And they're over there gobbling that shit up. And the people who do know what it is, they're just kind of very anxious, just kind of, right. you know, just, uh, I'm starved to death or eat this. And what I thought, the detail that I thought was really, like, telling in this in this uh, scene, too, is if you look at everybody, they got a little tiny bowl. Yep. But David has got him a big old it's plate. Right big yeah. bowl of food next to David's name. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crystal clear. Yeah. What's going on with that? You know, you touched on something there, and The Walking Dead had some sort of, uh, I don't know if it was an ad or a theme or something that said, uh, fight the dead, fear the living. Right. Same thing applies Yeah. here, you know, just, you got to be more careful with the living. Yeah. I think that this show, I think like just about every theme that Walking Dead tried to pull off, and this is not just me bashing Walking Dead, I think everything they ever tried to pull off, this show's done it better. Whether that's the nature of, you know, these are this is a short season, it's premium TV, maybe all that combined, but and and also this is the second iteration, they've had time to kind of refine it and everything. So, uh, plus you know, all star cast doesn't doesn't hurt either. Yeah. So, uh, this guy that played David uh, Scott Shepard, he's been in a couple things, but never in like a, it's usually not like a really major role. You know, he's usually got kind of a minor role in, in different yeah. things. Because uh, I was looking through his IMDb, and I didn't, I didn't see, like, where he had played a ton of, like, you know, kind of prominent characters. Right. So. Um, so from the dinner scene, we go back to Ellie, because we've already seen where David tells James, like, okay, we're going to, you know, we'll let her go for now, but it's going to be easy to track her in the snow. And, you know, we'll go back and get her later. She's going to take us right back to the guy. Right. Um. So we go back, 
Ellie's got the penicillin. And, you know, this is kind of like a, a loose end from the previous weeks because when he gets stabbed and they go back there and he's, like, bleeding everything, I'm like, dude, there's no way that bat was sterile. You know what I mean? Right. Nor the needle that she used to sew him up with. Right. That she just found in a random drawer in the apocalypse. So it's like, you know, if this if she just, like, sews him up and he just it heals, like, nah, I ain't buying that. And uh, so she gets the penicillin. She's like, has no idea what she's doing as far as how to like actually administer it. But mm-hmm. she must have done okay because, you know, it, it seemed to, to have worked some. Um, and then, uh, you know, she's kind of like taking care of Joel. And next thing we know, uh, here they come. They got, a, they got a posse together and they're kind of walking through the town with rifles. Uh, what did you think about this scene? Like, uh, how did you think it was going to go? As far as when the group approaches where they're hiding? Yeah. Well, once again, um, Ellie handles herself really well. She tells Joel what's happening, gives him a weapon, and then tries to draw him away. Right. Um, You know, she figures she's on a horse. She can get him to chase her for a little while. They can't find him. Maybe she can buy him some more time to recover. Maybe, you know, or something like that. She realizes how important he is. And keeping him alive, so um, you know she she was very tactical about it, right? Yeah, um, I I wanted to ask you about this, and as soon as I saw this on the episode, I was like, okay, I was like, this is the perfect episode for Joe to be on. How realistic is it when the guy shoots the horse as she's running by? Like, what's the chances? I mean, he was set up; he was waiting. Yeah, and he and they weren't that far. I mean, depends on how fast that horse is going, you know. But, yeah, I mean, realistic enough for that range especially. Okay. Because I'm just like, man, you got to – I figure you have to be at least a decent marksman to make that shot. Yeah, I mean, he's got, a, he's got a rifle. He's already posted up on the tree. He's just waiting. To, as soon as he saw anything, he was going to pull the trigger. So Yeah, and he wasn't really that concerned about if he accidentally shot her. No. He could be like, well, I was trying to go for the horse. Yeah, know? yeah, no, I mean – he just wants results. Right. Like, whoever, you know, knock the horse down, knock her down. It's all the same to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and that, that shit looked like it hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she went flying. She was busted up. Yeah. That was bad. Uh, it was it was brutal. Uh, not compared to the rest of this episode, but. Yeah. You know, it, it she was not having a good time. Um, so, uh, this is where we get uh, David. He says, all right, you know, he stops them from killing her because they want to kill her. Right. They're pissed off. You know, you got a bunch of people starving and, you know, there's nothing to do except sit around and starve, and starve to death and freeze to death all day. And uh, on top of that, you got some people that murdered one right. of your own. It's like, no, nah, we can't have that. You can have revenge and dinner. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and of course, they're going to eat this horse. So he's like, y'all drag the horse back because that's, that's an upgrade to what they've been to yeah. what they've been eating. A little different flavor there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on the rec tech. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, you're gonna run out of pellets. That would suck, man. If you got a, like a, a rag tech that's like working in the apocalypse and you can't get no pellets for the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, somebody already raided and took them all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they went and go, they they uh, they drag the horse back, and he says to the other three, um, "Go door to door, find this guy." And he's probably thinking, "Okay, obviously he's hurt. He's too hurt to be out here hunting, so he's probably laid up." One v three. They got this. We're going to go back right. to the village. And uh, he's got what he wants. He's got her. Right. Um, 
And then Joel wakes up and uh, and goes to work. Yeah. And uh, I think this is, you know, this is really the first time in the show. We got kind of a glimpse of it in that first episode when the guy points the gun at Ellie and he kind of starts having flashbacks to Sarah and he kind of just goes ballistic on the guy. So we got like a little bit of foreshadowing for this here. But when he wakes up and finds out that Ellie's in danger, he's full no tilt. Um, yeah. I mean, that first guy that he killed, that was one of the creepiest like kills ever. Like the just the way the dude's face was and like the just the, the nature of their little scuffle that they had there where he stabs him with a knife and he's like holding on to it the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we got the other two guys, like you'd rather be the first guy <laughs> cause, uh, yeah. the two that he captured had a much worse time. Yeah. Um, what'd you think about Joel here? Did you, did you think it was, uh, like, were you surprised at just how like brutal he was? Well, I got to get my jab in first. Okay. The man's laid up. Pretty bad shape. Right. You got a teenager giving you a couple of penicillin shots that are probably 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Right? It took me back. And you know I got to do this. No, yeah, do it. Batman's in the Lazarus pit. <laughs> Doctor punches him in the back a couple of times, feed him some saltines. He does some push-ups. He can climb out. Right, right. You know, and it's like, eh, I wish they'd at least showed him, like, crawling or something. He's from laid on his back. To being prepared in a dark corner, you know, ready to go, and no issue jabbing this guy up. Right. That's my only issue with it. Explaining that away with adrenaline is pretty far. I mean, you know, like. Yeah. Is it possible? Yes. Plausible? No. Also, Joe here is a huge Dark Knight Rises fan. So. If you can't tell. If you ever, you know, want to get him anything, uh, anything like memorabilia from that movie or references to that movie is a great choice. Yeah. So. I'll put it on the rec tech with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> this man got a bigger rec tech than I do. Not a no, sponsor. No, we got the same one, don't we? No, we do, yeah. Five no. nine? But I mean, if you, not if you're cooking a horse on yours. <laughs> Mine don't fit a horse. <laughs> like they told Ellie, tiny little pieces. That's, oh, that's right, tiny so, little pieces. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Not not a sponsor. <laughs> but it, they're welcome to. Yeah, please, please. Um, but no, uh, after, after me getting over that little visual of you know my trauma from watching that movie i'm i'm down for joel to do what he's got to do yeah i I think they could have eased into it a little more like maybe when she comes back maybe he's already like sitting up whatever you know not doing well and then she you know then she tells him like whatever you know with the the knife and all that stuff yeah you know like i i do feel like they very quickly went from like this man is down and out completely to you know fast action hero yeah, yeah, that's that's my issue. I mean, yeah. supine to superhero <laughs> yeah. in, you know, two minutes. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, like I said, if they just showed him just kind of rolling over and crawling into that dark corner, let me get where they can't see me first. Then I'll make, make my way to get standing up. And then, you know, I'll start getting the blood flowing and waiting on these guys. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the interrogation scene was just absolutely brutal, man. And, uh, you know, we saw him kind of use that same map trick that he used from uh, the previous episode. He's like, you know, you better point to the same place your buddy points to. The guy points for him. He kills the guy, and the other dude is just losing it, understandably. Yeah. 
And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. She's like, no, don't worry. I believe him. Yeah. You're just loose end at this point. Right. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was like, okay, this Joel is, uh, is off the rails. And I think it's all because he knew they had Ellie. Right. Exactly. He's not going to waste any more time. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Cause like, that's his number one concern. And we, we see that the result of that here full tilt is like, he told her to leave. She could have left. Like she could have left him for dead. He's bonded with her. We see like like him reluctant to admit that to himself in the previous episodes because uh, you know he has a lot of trauma around his daughter getting killed and everything, and uh, that's like his whole this is his whole arc, you know. And for him to go from that to her being kidnapped, you know, not absolutely not. He's not going to lose her, right? If there's anything he can possibly do about it. Um, from there we switch to Ellie, who is. Also not in great shape. She's captive. We get another chat with her and David here. And this time we have like, we've kind of gone from like the, you know, friendly neighborhood pastor David to a little bit more of like how like just demented and sick this dude really is. Yeah. Um, What did you think about this conversation between the two of them? Is this the one where he says... He's a shepherd and only has a sheep. He wants another leader with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that was a great line. I think I think he felt like he could entice her with, you're going to have power here. Right. Instead of, we got food, we've got shelter. You're going you're gonna to be in control with me. I think that he thought, that would bait her enough to make her go, hmm. Because at this point, she knows the food's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, she saw, what was it, an ear or something? Yeah. But see, that was another thing. It was kind of a jump. Like, who's to say they were eating just because you saw body parts over there? Could right. have been the last prisoner. They just cut them up or somebody that was dead and they didn't want them getting infected and they're trying to put the body parts. I don't know. It seemed like a little bit of a jump. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had mentioned, like, how hungry their people were or whatever, but, like, everybody just about in the apocalypse is hungry. Not everybody's sure. going to resort to cannibalism. Yeah, McDonald's ain't open. Yeah, especially so. the shit that he's doing, where it's like, he's not only, like, like not only is he a cannibal in his inner circle, but, like, they're, un, like, unbeknownst to the, to the peasants here, like, they don't know that's what they're eating. So, yeah. you know, he's, like, tricking them into it. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, but Ellie does Ellie things. Yeah, her his uh, I loved his uh, speech about the cordyceps too, where he's just like, you know, all right, is the cordyceps evil? No, it's just trying to survive. And then he he goes way off the rails, and he's like, you know, it loves or whatever. And I'm just like, all right, uh, if the cannibalism was not enough, and the the you know not so light hints of pedophilia here that we were already getting. And this dude is just, he's completely off the rails. Right. All right. One, yeah. two, three. We've checked all three boxes here. Yeah. I want to see the Bible that guy's reading. Right. <laughs> yeah. Something ain't adding up for me. Uh, and you're right. Ellie does Ellie things. Um, yeah. She's not having this shit. Mm-mm. And uh, she ends up breaking, I think it was only one of his fingers. Um, and probably would have more if he oh, had yeah. knocked her out on the bars or whatever. And at this point, he's done. He's like. We're going to eat you. But she was brilliant here when they, like, pull her out of the cage. Yeah. She bites him. 
yep. right off the rip. And then in an excellent like line of thinking, she's like, I'm infected. Mm-hmm. So are you. And then she's even got the bite on her arm to prove it. Nobody's ever seen anybody before that's bitten and didn't get taken over by cordyceps. So, like, you know, David is trying to rationalize through it out of preservation. Like, wait a minute. I mean, she would have turned already. We've been here for like a day, you know. Right. And then, uh, but, like, James is, like, not having it, man. He's like, no, that shit looks pretty real to me. And that was his undoing because he caught that meat cleaver, like, right to a little like an artery because he Mm -hmm. was – he was very quick to bleed out. That was my favorite death. Oh, yeah, when mm-hmm. she just yeah. – that one shot? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> she didn't – I mean, she – he hesitated, she didn't. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. So, yeah, again, Ellie, she's learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. She has learned a lot. Now, how about these uh, – the gunshots when uh, David's, like, shooting at her and she's running away? Uh how realistic is this? Do you think this is just kind of Hollywood typical gunplay where it's like the protagonist can't be shot by bullets or this guy just doesn't know what he's doing? Could be some elements. Um, could be some elements of he doesn't know what he's doing. He's also just watch his right hand man get chopped. Yeah. And he's thinking maybe I'm about to turn. He could be all over the place with it. That's true. She's not a big target. She's, you know. Teenage girl, so eh, yeah, I, I can go with it. I can go with it. Yeah, I mean, this guy probably hasn't shot a whole lot of running non-infected people, right? Even though they were close. I mean, you'd be surprised, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I play. I play Call of Duty. I know some of these fools can't aim, <laughs> yeah. even with a mouse. Yeah, or a controller. Yeah, when you get a little recoil, sometimes it gets very interesting. <laughs> uh yeah and I, I also would imagine you know that uh a lot of those guns that they have probably not in the best condition either i mean just you know and i've wondered in the game if there are no like ar-15s and more tactical high capacity type guns because these guys are walking around bolt bolt action guns and revolvers and stuff half the time well the kansas city guys had more advanced stuff like Fedra has the, all the good stuff. And that's what I wondered if if the government and or pockets of fireflies had kind of scooped up all the uh, you know high capacity stuff and the tactical stuff. Pretty yeah. much, and it's kind of he makes a reference to it too. He's like, "There's not a lot of ammo for this thing," you know, because in the game, like uh, you know, they had the big. Um, uh, my brain is just not having it today. Uh, the big armored guy, there's probably somebody out here yelling at me right now. But, uh, you know, from the, I think it's the four, the fifth episode, where he comes up out of the ground and he's got, like, the armor kind of made out of the cordyceps or mushrooms or whatever. Uh, you you actually fight some of those in the game, and mm-hmm. they take a lot of bullets. Yeah, so. well, that one did in, in the episode, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it lived. They never killed yeah. it. And uh, the, the showrunners are like, no, like, that's the only one in the game, in the, in the show, rather. Like, that's the only one, and you basically, you're not killing it. Like, I guess you could shoot it with a tank or something, <laughs> or run it over with a tank. Set it on fire. If somebody's got a tank, yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, then we get this scene where he's chasing after her with the cleaver. She very smartly catches the building on fire. Like, when she grabbed the log and threw it at him, I was like, all right, Ellie, that's, 
that's dumb. And then it catches the thing on fire, and I'm like, oh, okay. You think that was intentional? I think so, because there's that scene, and I watched the episode twice. Right before that, you have that scene. She intentionally runs right to the fire, and you see her kind of look around, and she's like, oh, okay, this one's high. Like, I can grab this one. And so I think so. I think okay. I didn't catch that the first on the first viewing, though. I, I thought she was just trying to, like, throw a stick at him, basically, yeah. and I was like, well, what is that going to do? But, right. I mean, the way that I – when I watched it again, I think it looks very intentional, the way she grabbed the – one that was like the most lit and and threw it to try to set the place on fire, um, and then I love the imagery here because we've got this guy who is basically, you know, he's using religion or whatever, like he's trying to pose as like this, uh, you know, kind of Christian religious figure or whatever, and then here he is, you know, holding a meat cleaver surrounded by what looks like hell, you know, it's just right. fire everywhere. It yeah. was just good imagery. Yeah, which they're good at. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, you and I talked about some of the scenery and things. It's just really well done. Oh, the set design is mm-hmm. always tremendous. Um, then he almost gets a hold of her here. And this was another thing where it's like in the game, it's implied that he, you know, is trying to like push himself on her. But in the show, they were like, no, like he is going to rape Ellie if she does not get away from him. And uh, honestly, like, the way that they acted it out and everything, it was terrifying. I mean, uh, and then from there we go to the kill where she gets the meat cleaver and she goes absolutely ballistic. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about all this, man? Like this was pretty, pretty rough for a TV show. Yeah. She, she's, it's clear. She's always had some built up rage and things like that. Well, she got released a little bit of that. Hmm. Almost had more blood on her than a John Moxley match. So, <laughs> you know, she, she lit into the dude. It was just the entrance. She had, a, like, a John Moxley entrance. Right, yeah. right. But, yeah, it was, um, you know, it's one of those things where I read someone, when I was looking at some of the stuff to prepare for this, and this is, <laughs> this is awful. Somebody said, uh, well... She acted the way any other woman would act that's lived. Right. I mean, isn't that fucking terrible? Yeah. Because they go around expecting to be victims for men like that. Right. And when it's time to go, you got you got to, you know, go all out to make sure you're not a victim. Right. I mean, isn't that awful? It I, is. And I hate to, but reading someone type that, they believe that. Right. You know, where they're the only one, which I doubt. But right, right. It's uh, it's terrifying, I guess. But uh, you know. Yeah. Guess what? He earned it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, this dude got it coming, and and I'll go back to uh, you know, Redbeard's quote from a couple weeks ago. Shout out to Redbeard, and he was like, "If your name ain't Joel or Ellie, and you're on Last of Us, you got about two weeks to find yeah. another job. You got one episode, maybe two in you. Yeah, and uh, that's the case here." Um, and I think really though, the, the, the scene, the, the episode stealer here is the scene at the end where they reunite when he drops that line where he's like, I got you, baby girl. Right. Like I'm not a dad. And that shit hit me. That messed me up. Yeah. I can't imagine how it had to be for like you or somebody else who actually is a father. Like right. seeing like his acting in that scene, when he drops that line, 
you feel that shit through through the screen. Yeah, yeah. He was seeing his daughter. You know, that was that's his daughter now. Yeah, that's, who, that's how he cares for her now. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty powerful, and it was it was simple. It wasn't anything complex. Right. Yeah. He didn't know. stop and monologue. Or right. Anything. He didn't have to explain shit. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, like. You know, when he comes up to her, she's still full panic mode, mm-hmm. understandably. Yeah. And he's just like, I got you, you know. And uh, if you've ever, like, been around somebody that you care about that's, like, had a panic attack or something, like, that is, like, that is, like, really how it is, you know. It's like, at first, they may not know even who you are, like, yeah. to, you know, to be able to kind of bring them down out of that. So, uh, yeah, it was... It was tremendously well written and acted, I thought. Yeah. So, um, once again, I think that this show, I think, I think that this story works better as a show. It's fine as a game, but I think it was always meant for a premium TV format. I think it just works better. That's my opinion, anyway. Um, we'll see if I agree <laughs> later because in the in the second game, like the gameplay is actually a lot better. But uh, the story is, in my opinion, tremendously worse. Really? So, yeah. We'll see. Um, I, I, I told somebody earlier, I said, I'm not going to commit uh, to hate watching season two. This may be the only season of Last of Us that we review. It just kind of depends on how it goes. So, are are you under the impression that game one is season one and season two is the second game? Yes. Okay. Um, and now, if they change that, and we've talked about this on the show previously, like, there's a time jump between the games, so they absolutely could do a season two and just off the rails, like, you know, just fill that in, fill that time gap in. I would love that. I don't want them to go too far with it because obviously you don't want to get into like a Game of Thrones situation where they're just going off the cuff, but I think that they could get maybe four or five seasons out of the show if they did that. Otherwise, I think the viewership is going to fall off so hard in season two if they just do game one, season two. And then that's it, and it's just done. And I really don't want to see that happen, but it is what it is. Like it, you know, it's, it's not up to me. So it's however they they want to go about it. I would imagine, given the numbers this show does, HBO would want would probably be going to them, going, "Hey, you know, is there right. a story we could tell in here rather right. than just do these two seasons?" And uh, actually, while we're working on this one, you could change this one and make it not because it, it's it's the Last Jedi of Last of Us. I mean, basically, it's that bad. Really, it's 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 terrible. Yeah. It's it's horrendous. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't the uh, wasn't Bill's story separate from that? Wasn't in the game. Uh, Bill Bill is in the game, okay. and you um, he lives. You find Frank's body in the game. Okay. This was so much better done in the show because okay. you actually get to see everything, and the way that it ended was it it felt good. Whereas in the show, it's got a different tone and theme to it. Mm-hmm. So I really liked it, man. But. Uh, you got anything else before we score this baby? Um, no, I mean I'm just wondering when he goes to get the dark saber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got Pedro Pasquale like taking care of someone, you know, and taking them on a journey, and they part of the reason is because they may be the hope for the future kind of thing. You yeah. But <laughs> there's like that meme by twenty forty all T V will be Pedro Pascal escorting a magic There child. you go. Yeah. There you go. And I'll watch it. I, I'll watch it. Yeah, he's he's good enough, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean... For sure. And that's, like, a theme in so many shows right now. I mean, we got we got Geralt of Rivia here. That's The Witcher. I mean, it's Geralt protecting Siri. I mean, it's... 
you know, it's just become a common kind of trope. And, like, I'm done with it after this one, right? Like, I'm okay with it now, but the next time a show comes out and that's the that's the theme, I may just, I just have to skip over it. Yeah. So, uh, what are you ranking this one, man? Out of 10. This actual this, episode? This episode, yeah. I'd probably take a point, point and a half off for just how rushed some of it felt. Yeah. It's still well done. But if they had really drug it out to two episodes, um, I think it could have been even more impactful. Right. Like, let let uh, David really wine and dine her and make her halfway believe. She, I mean, she wasn't buying his crap. Yeah. You know? Do they... So you think maybe they stretch it out and then... Like the end of this first episode is like where she's in, wakes up and is in captivity. That'd be great. Um, or you have the uh, three goon gang coming down the stairs and Pedro Pasquale's kind of, he's just now getting song. away, you know, and it's like, oh, and then, yeah, I don't know, something, something that leaves you going, oh, what's about to happen? Yeah, they could have done a 10 episode first season because they're doing nine. You know, next week's the finale. Next week's finale, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, this show always made me go, I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, that's true. Every episode. That's a tall order. It is. (laughs) But, you know, I I think it could have. The only only real storyline so far that they drug into two episodes was the, uh, was it? The Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. With the the boy, you know. Yeah. And I. Um. Damn it! What is his yeah, name? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Henry, the deaf yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Henry's the older brother. I can't remember the. Yeah. yeah, but you know everything else has been kind of one shots, and they and they flowed well. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, but probably with something like this. I mean, I mean, and here's the other thing for me: you've got, I don't know, a mini town of people who have this cult leader, and you know they're doing this and that, and like Ellie wipes them out herself in one episode, right? And it's kind of like I mean, you know, she has some help. Joel took out those guys, but I'm just saying, like, she took out the leaders, the yeah. top two guys, she the top two, yeah. And there's 25 more people sitting there wait, waiting on dinner. You know, <laughs> I mean, what's going to happen? Are the, will there be, you know, next season or something? Maybe they could work that into an episode. Like, hey, what happened to our leader? We got to find these people that killed him. He was the only one providing for us. We might not have liked him that much, but he fed us. That's true. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. So, what you giving it? So, I'll I'll say, I'll give it a, I'll just take off one for, I'll give it a nine. You can give it a nine. Nine out of ten. That's, that's, get out of my brain, man, because that's right where I was at. It's like right at nine out of ten. I agree, like, some of the Joel recovery stuff was a little too, like, and they could have kept it one episode and fixed it, you know, just like. They showed him laying there for an episode and a half already. So it's mm-hmm. like she comes back, he could maybe be, you know, starting to recover. Maybe right. he's over on his side, like trying to get up, or he's made it off that bench or whatever, and now he's into the corner or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do some, something other than have him, you know, pull a Undertaker and, like, you know, just right. he's just laid out and then all of a sudden, oh, he's up. Boom. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's up. An- another thing that Joe loves, by the way, is Undertaker. Uh, so, you know, if you want to get him an Undertaker-themed gift of some Let's kind, uh, 
That's always a, a great choice well, as well. Let's not do that. He's a, he's a big fan. Yeah. He's uh he's having a bad time that uh, Undertaker and Sting never got their their match against each other. So that would be a bathroom match for me. <laughs> it really would. I would. It's you'll never hear anyone have that hot of a take about anything uh, <laughs> other than Bella Ramsey's acting in this show. Exit stage left. <laughs> Sting versus Undertaker. Well, um, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Been a blast. Finally, get, make your studio yeah. debut. Thank you for having me. You're gonna have to come back because we're reviewing every episode of Mandalorian. So I know you're. That's another thing you're passionate about. So we're gonna have to have you back for that. Sounds good. Um, I've got my buddy Brendan coming on later on this week. This is gonna be his first time on the show at all. We're gonna be reviewing episode two of season three. That comes out this Wednesday. So uh, either Wednesday night, Thursday night, somewhere in that range. Be look be on the lookout for uh, for our review of that. Oh, y'all y'all are doing Mandalorian. We're doing every episode of Mando. Gotcha. Yeah, I've I've I'm pulling double duty here for a long time. Uh, so with this one included, <laughs> it that makes in the last seven days that is seven podcast episodes. Man. <laughs> but I am gonna stop now, <laughs> and it's gonna be two a week. For the next three weeks, and then it's going to go down to one a week until Mandalorian's over. Uh, and then um, uh, Ace and I are going to be doing, uh, uh, we have an antagonist episode. And that's going to finish off our season here. So uh, we got quite a bit coming up next week, um, right around this time. So this is going to hit like Monday night. So I'm hoping that the same thing will happen next week. We are going to have our first four-person panel here in the studio. I'm gonna have to make that work. We're gonna have to figure that out. Um, but we're gonna get we're gonna have four people here. It's gonna be podcast assembled. Uh, so I'm gonna have Oz from the Tavern Notice Board. I'm gonna have Lauren from Coffee and Lore. I'm gonna have Ace from the Superhero Homies, and we are gonna recap uh, and finish off The Last of Us season one. So that's gonna be next week. I'm super excited about that. Joe, once again, check out Suplexes and Microphones on YouTube. Use the, yep, the best place to find all that. That's correct, stuff. YouTube. Um, I know you guys did a great interview with uh, Sean Legacy a uh, couple a couple years ago. About two years. And we referenced that when he was on the show last week. That's that's a great one, too. You're actually not on that. I looked it up because I put the link in. And I think it was Nate and I. You and Nate, yeah. yeah I think which, I missed that one. Which I didn't remember that, like happening that way at all so yeah you were you were filling in for him a couple times and maybe me just the once i'm not sure yeah i think i that's the only uh, only time that he and i just did an interview together it was weird i forgot it even happened so yeah well anyway um that has been the last of us episode eight everybody and this has been an evolved review